Welcome to the Dream Mason podcast. I'm your host, Alex Terranova. And this is the third part of a special three-part series that's being recorded after each day of the Faces, Compassion, and Wisdom Conference here in Seattle. So this is part three. Part one and two are already up. You can go back and listen to them if you have not, and you don't have to, but it might give you some reference to what has gone on in the days before. And I'm fortunate to be able to have these conversations, which are one take. These aren't edited. It's basically we hit record and we start asking, uh, I ask a couple of questions and we walk through what the day of the conference included, what we got, etc. And I'm here doing this with my mom, Sandy Terranova, who is a licensed marriage and family therapist with over 25 years of experience. Hey, mom. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Where I should actually say, so today, the last day of the conference was yesterday, and we didn't record after. We were both exhausted and tired, so we were recording this morning. So some of these things had a little bit of time to set in. So the first question we've been asking every day is, what did you personally get, learn, enjoy, or take away from today? Uh, It was interesting. Today was really short. So we didn't, it was only a couple of hours long, so we didn't have to kind of sift through so many hours to figure out the one nugget, uh, because there were so many. But for me, um, the emphasis on looking for the goodness in other people and in yourself helps you find that goodness. And the importance of that in my work is of me being a mirror for the goodness of others when they can't see it in themselves. And I just thought that was really, I felt that very heartfelt. And I, when I think of the clients I have, I thought it was really relevant and important. Nice. Uh, for me, it was about rituals. She talked about, Tara Brock talked about rituals today and how we, life is based on rhythms. The sun rises and sets, the seasons are rhythms that we don't actually realize or think about all the rhythms in life and that as human beings, we're part of this ecological existence and energy existence with life and the universe and that life likes rhythms. And for us, it's important to create rhythms. But what I loved about what she put into it, and this I think applies really for me personally, but also for my clients is that it doesn't have to always look exactly the same. Like we aren't the earth and we don't always pass through. And even the sun doesn't set and rise at the exact same time every day. So when I think about the rhythms and the rituals, a lot of us think like, okay, if we meditate, we have to wake up every day and meditate, or we have to wake up every day and do our gratitude journal. And she posed this idea of doing these things, but not always having to do them in the exact same way. So she said something to the effect of, If you meditate every morning, maybe some days you get up and you sit and you do a seated meditation. And maybe another day you stop and you do a walking meditation. And maybe one day you do your meditation while sitting in the car before you actually get out of the car to walk into your workplace. But the general idea of to create rituals that you can do all the time, no matter what, and maybe they're done slightly differently. And what I got from that was there's a lot of freedom in that, is that if if you have to do something the exact same way every single time, it keeps you a little constrained, but if you can create rituals that give you some space to work within them, it's it's pretty empowering. I, I didn't think of that, and I think it's really relevant because the, the problem sometimes with rituals is they become ritualized, and you're doing them just mm-hmm. because you do them and you've always done them, and there's no 
um, real thought about the meaning of them. And if you vary them in some ways, if they're flexible in some ways, then you really have the opportunity to say, why am I doing this? Mm-hmm. And, and that opens that space. That was a good observation, Alex. Thanks. Um, so our second question is, did you have any aha moments? I'll go first on this one. So the first one, the, the thing that was aha for me was we did this exercise or this practice to close out the day, which was essentially we sat across from a partner and the person asked you, what do you love? And you kept asking the, so if I'm person A, I kept asking person B, what do you love? What do you love? What do you love? So on and so on for, for a certain amount of minutes, which we didn't know how long it was going to go on for, but it went on for a while. And you didn't respond. You didn't do anything except ask that question and let the person give a one-liner. And I got really present to that this was a question that I wouldn't have been able to answer five years ago, six years ago. Now, I would have been able to give some general things like, oh, I love the person I'm dating or I love my family. That would have been it for me. And what I got present to is in all the work I've done on myself... That love isn't some giant, some giant monster that we have to like fulfill all these commitments to be able to use it or say that word or feel that way. Love is simply just a choice, is, some, is a way that we choose to feel about things. And in that moment when I did this exercise, there were all these things that showed up that I love. And I didn't even get to cover them all. Afterwards, I was like, wait, but there was more. And it was really empowering and really freeing to see how many things in this life that I actually love and that there's even more. And it just occurred like a practice that I want to do more often. I want to share with people, uh, not only clients, but friends, family, et cetera. And uh, yeah, that was my biggest aha moment. What about you? You know, it's interesting. We don't talk about what we're going to talk about. We kind of answer the questions separately, which I know Alex said before, but if you didn't remember. And... I, of course, had no idea what he was going to say, um, but that was, that was my biggest aha moment, too, was somebody asking me, what do you love? And I, I said, my family, what do you love? After a while, the, you stop really, quote, thinking of all the things you're supposed to love, and you start pours out of you all the things you do love, everything from a beautiful sunset to a, 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 a Mine is a Starbucks latte. I always feel, oh, this is so amazing. I love this. And so then it reminded me of how many things there are to love and how many different things there are to love um, and different ways of loving. And so for me, that I also could have gone on with my list over and over again. And as I was listening to my partner, I kept thinking, oh, that was a good one. I love that too. <laughs> and so I think it kind of increased the whole love in ourselves and in the room. It was a really amazing experience. And I plan on using it with some of my clients also. What I got from what you just shared too is that there's no, the loving one thing doesn't take away from loving something else. And I think that as people, we think that there's like this, this finite. Um, yeah, like there's a cup of love and you only have so much to give or share. And in that, like, hey, I love a Starbucks latte, I personally don't, but you do, <laughs> um, is that that doesn't change the way you love 
a family member or you love a dinner, like you can love that for exactly what it is and it has nothing to do with anything else. And I think sometimes we think, well, if I love a Starbucks latte, how can I tell how can I tell my husband I love him and tell a Starbucks latte I love them? That seems crazy, but the two have nothing. No, they, they there's no... different kinds of love, but it's all really good feelings. Yeah. 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 The third question is, what will you take away and bring to your clients and or practice? Um, this still goes together because the whole day had this sort of theme of looking for good in yourself and in others. And what I um, do is a lot of my clients, most of my clients are just amazing people and they don't see their amazingness. All they focus on is the parts of themselves that they don't think is amazing. And so I really want to spend more time acknowledging them uh, for the parts of themselves they don't see and getting them to acknowledge themselves for parts of themselves that they can love and, and then till they can build up enough trust and enough feeling good about themselves that they start to begin to see what's there and identify with the, the larger parts of themselves, not the one negative that they seem to be focusing on. That was really important for me. For me... There was a conversation about how we get hijacked. And when I say that, what I mean by that is we we get hijacked by anger. We get hijacked by sadness. We get hijacked by circumstances. We get hijacked by feeling afraid. But ultimately, it's our automatic. We go into our autopilot way of living. And sometimes we go into that for a moment. And sometimes when, when this idea of getting hijacked is we go into like almost like a circling the drain of it. We stay in it for a really long time. And we view it... We might, some of us might view it as bad or we shouldn't be doing that or especially people that are really spend a lot of time investing in themselves, whether it be through coaching, personal development, therapy, that they shouldn't go to that place, that they should be better or they should know better or whatever. And something that really hit me was it's actually just super normal. It's that reptilian part of our brain that is noticing something's wrong and it snaps us into that place. And so first off, noticing that it's normal and just noticing it and being with it. And this analogy was brought up that I loved, which is if you were rowing a boat to an island and the wind was with you and there was no choppiness in the water and it was easy and you got to the island versus if you were rowing back from the island and the wind was against you and it was turbulent and there was white caps and you were getting thrown all around, which is actually better? Well, from an easy standpoint, the going was better. But if you look at that analogy in terms of the seasons of our life, there's seasons of our life that are easy and smooth and things just seem to work. And then there's seasons of our lives that are turbulent and rocky and miserable and upsetting and frustrating and challenging. And which is better? And in terms of the spectrum or scheme of our life, neither one is better. They both actually produce different results. They both help us grow. They both help us become people that we want to be. But it really is about how we, how if we embrace those times or if we shun them, if we look at the turbulent times as bad, we'll likely get a lot less out of them than if we actually just notice that we're in turbulent times and be with it and see what we can get from it. Also noticing that we're in good times and what can we get from that too. That yeah, was- Tara Brock talks a lot in hers about um, how we see things and therefore what they mean to us. And I think a a lot about, there's some Buddhist mantras about may I, what do you get from a circumstance and trying to see a circumstance as 
as what could you have gotten from it, that you see every circumstance as an increase in your wisdom or an increase in your compassion. And if you see it that way, it doesn't mean it was easier to row the boat the other way. It's still hard and uncomfortable, but when you're looking at it, you don't have to feel quite so negative and so like this was just a waste if you can find something in it that was meaningful for you. Our last question is, can you see what you learned or experienced today having an impact on our relationship? Yes, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I got present to just through really, I mean, this is the last day, so I'm going to speak to almost the whole weekend in general. Um, most, I shouldn't say most, that's probably, that might not be true, but What I do know is there's a lot of people out there who don't like their parents or don't get along with their parents. And maybe it's not your parents. Maybe it's other family members that you don't like or you have a hard time with. And I was just really present through this whole time that I had a good time, that the experience was good, and that I'm grateful for the relationship that we have. And yeah, there's times that you're super annoying and there's times that I want... Gee, and I find you perfect all the time. <laughs> and there's times that I want it to be different. And, and I think that's actually just normal human beings. And especially with our parents or whoever raised us, you know, I always say it's like the belly of the beast. You know, you got your stuff from them. There was an impact both ways. And it's, it's actually seeing the, the joy and the, the benefits and the gratefulness of it all in spite of the things that are hard and relationships are hard and they're challenging. And I think that at the end of the day to have spent three, four consecutive days together and gotten along and laughed and learned and being able to partner on all these things is really rewarding and unique and really unique. I don't know that everybody out there could do this whether they want to or not. <laughs> No, it is. It was enlightening for me too in that way because um, it's really neat to know that you can totally disagree with somebody about something, have different beliefs, and when you don't let that take on a meaning of the relationship, it has nothing to do with how you love the person or how you enjoy the person. It's just you like the color red and they like the color blue. Now, sometimes it's about more important topics, but the reality is it's still red and blue and you still love each other. And I am also really grateful, more than grateful, it brings, makes me actually teary to think that I'm so blessed to have both of the children in my life that I can be uh, close to, that we can disagree, that we can ask things of each other like, don't talk on the phone too long because I don't like it or whatever it happens to be. And there's still this huge feeling of love and fun and enjoyment. That's a blessing that I'm very, very grateful for. Um, the this, Particularly with Alex on this trip, the whole exercise on love, um, as I heard some of his responses and my responses, I um, it showed me different sides of him that I didn't know were so prominent for him, different aspects of him that show how his intelligence in ways that I didn't know, um, show his um, empathy and compassion in different ways. And um, it just gave me more to love. And I'm very grateful for this because it's sort of an example, again, that there's just an in, there's not a finite amount of love. And you think you love someone so much and then you learn something about them and you say, oh my God, I, I even love them more. And that's really 
um, an exceptional way to feel. And again, a blessing. Thanks, Mom. Um, Thanks for doing these. If you guys have listened to the first and second, I'll just say it again. This is not, doing podcasts is not in my mom's comfort zone. This is not something she was excited to do with me. (laughs) I pretty much, uh, I don't know. Forced. Forced, enrolled. But I got her to do this, and I think we've made had a good time doing it. And Mm -hmm. those of you who have shared texts, emails, comments back on social media, appreciate it. It's great to hear that people are enjoying listening to these and getting something from yourself for yourself. Mom, thanks for being out of your comfort zone. Thanks for being a role model. Thanks for teaching me stuff. Um, And thanks for presenting things in these conversations that I haven't seen. And thanks for inviting me to this because I wouldn't be here if you hadn't invited me. And thanks for inviting me multiple times because I think I said no one or two times before (laughs) this. So that's actually a a great lesson in itself is like when we want something, sometimes it takes more than one ask. Um, So thanks for that. And thank you for making me do this, although I I can't say that I felt totally comfortable doing it. Um, I really liked our interactions as we did this. And it made me feel more comfortable. And I, and I have to say, to some extent, I enjoyed it. So thank you for having me come out of my comfort zone. Yeah, you're welcome. If you guys enjoyed this, please share it with a friend who needs to hear it, who you think would like to hear it, who just would like to hear the podcast in general. Tag someone on social media. Shoot me a review. If you have any feedback, thoughts, I'm happy to hear them. If there's something else that you want to hear a podcast on or someone you want me to talk to, a dream mason in your life, please reach out, share their story with me, tell me, connect me with them. I would love those suggestions, feedback. Thanks for listening. It's been great to be able to do this special three-part series. I hope you all have enjoyed it. You guys know where to find me on social media at InspirationalAlex on Instagram, alex at thedreammason.com if you want to shoot me an email or thedreammason.com. Thanks again for listening. And remember, you are a dream mason because your dreams don't build themselves.